broadcasting from another dimension, deep, deep, deep within the country of Denmark, in the teacher's apartments at the animation workshop in Viborg, sending you secrets from a time zone six hours in the future directly into your motherfucking mind. This is episode four of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, y'all. And I'm your host, Ghost Shrimp. What's up, everybody? Very excited to be back here teaching a two-week workshop at the Animation Workshop. Um, It's a college in Denmark. It's a super, super sick college in Denmark. Check it out. Jump on the internet. Do some fucking research, guys. Um, I had a me and the me and the this is a very special episode. Let me tell you, this is a very special episode with my man, the Ghost Scout Meat Prowler. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we I'm, I'm still getting over my jet lag. I had a very crazy trip here. Um, my first flight out of uh, Vermont to get here was delayed by a half of an hour. And uh, that created a chain reaction where I had to get, when, once I arrived, uh, my first flight was to D.C. And then I was going to have an overnight flight out to Germany or something like that. And because we arrived late and I missed my connection by just a few minutes, um, that turned a 13-hour uh, trip into a 30-hour trip, and so I had a few sleepless nights, um, but I got here, and uh, and uh, but I'm still a little jet-lagged, so I, uh, I've had a couple good night's sleeps under my belt now, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, uh, but, uh, but last night, me and the meat prowler, had a uh, a very fun time doing this podcast. Um, we were we were just beforehand we were out prowling for meat in Viborg, and we we uh, we went to this little American diner here, and uh, American style diner, which is funny. Uh, I've been to a couple of those uh, in Denmark, and uh, we ate these fucking giant like half pound hamburgers and we had milkshakes and these giant fucking steak cut french fries um and then we came back here and and, uh, drank a little whiskey while we were doing the podcast so thoroughly jet lagged um definitely completely lost my uh, train of thought at one point completely forgot what i was talking about um but i'll just uh we'll just roll with it we like to keep this podcast raw and uncut you know what i'm saying just like the foreskin right this podcast is really just a metaphor for foreskin the foreskin and friends podcast with your host for shrimp um but uh i hope you guys enjoy this podcast we had a super fun time um recording it we're gonna do another fun one next weekend so stay tuned and uh for those of you who are contemplating Uh, signing up for my upcoming 12-week online group workshop. Do not sleep on it because there are only two spots left. So uh, go to goshroomglobal.com right now and sign up. Um, So uh, without further ado, here is 
the Meat Prowler. All right, so here we are. I'm sitting here with the Meat Prowler in Denmark at the Animation Workshop. Um, and uh, this is where we met uh, last year. Years in, ago. In April, um, when I first came to teach uh, a two-week background workshop here, not knowing anything about the school, um, you know, not suspecting that this would become uh, something that would be a recurring uh, installment in my life. I'm back here again, and uh, sounds like I'll be coming possibly uh, many years to come, which I'm super excited about because this is one of the, uh, if, if this, is, this is the dopest school that I know about so far uh, in the world. Yeah, so, that's pretty cool. It's that pretty fucking pretty cool, dope. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we met here. You were in my workshop. Yeah, I was and, in your class. Yep, and then um, and then you ended up coming to uh, Go Scout training camp that following summer and did a three month residency. You did kind of a hybrid of a three month scout residency with uh camp in the middle yeah um so so what was it like to you know have me come in and be a you know do the workshop with you guys and then you know what was it that made you want to then you know what captured your imagination about go scout training camp and 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 going to do all that stuff yeah well you got around to yeah you came to teach our class just after we like when we started talking about where we had to go for our internship right yeah so at that point i already had like an internship set up for a publishing house in copenhagen right but i, I kept having that that kind of feeling that if i could get an adventure out of my internship i should i should go for it and then you showed up man and you had the perfect camp for it so <laughs> right i remember I yeah you were like i want to have an adventure yeah. yeah i remember peter was like you know, Peter, the guy who, uh, he's the head of the department, um, and uh, he, he was like, yeah, I think uh, I think Bob might be interested. And I was like, yeah, is Bob cool? Does it, does it seem like he'd be a good fit? And he's like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, man, that was amazing. Yeah. It's still, like, that part of my entire education, like, now I graduated uh, a couple of months ago, and that's still the favorite part of my entire education. That's going on my internship to the forest, man. Wow. Being alone for a month in the forest and having the camp and then another loan to like really get every everything like tuned in the last month I was there. Yeah. Camping alone in the fucking uh, shelters I made up. That was amazing. Yeah. This is a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Man, I would do it again if I could. I, that's what I keep saying. I want to come back. I know. Well, yeah. We'll have to definitely get you there for another month. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I, or even longer I want to go in the winter month I want to see like the part of the forest like the seasons I didn't get to see when I was there yeah yeah great. yeah well yeah I mean, you come to another residency that's the cool thing is you know I mean a lot of times I mean if people haven't done it and they want to come do it you know you know they'll probably get a priority but I mean nobody did the residency this year so yeah. you know a lot of times it's just you know because hey who, who can spend three months in the woods not everybody so it's no, like it's not for everyone <laughs> yeah it's exactly everyone, yeah. well just even scheduling wise yeah let yeah. alone can you do you actually want to because yeah. yeah some people like uh you know uh the first ever camp champ squatch matrix He's stayed up in the woods alone, but he gets lonely real quick. You know, I don't think he'd even want to do the residency. <laughs> I mean, if he was doing it with people, you know, I think he would be into it if, if there was other people up there. But, but yeah, you, you boldly went, uh, you know, and did, uh, did two solo months up there. I think it's nice that it's broken up too. You know, you did a month, mm. you did a month in the cabin and then you did a month in training camp in the tents with everybody. And then you did another month 
uh, after that in the cabin again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so, set yeah. my tent up in the cabin. Yeah, the right, right, right. You set the, the tent, tent up yeah, in the yeah. cabin, yeah. That's the tide of you getting eaten by mosquitoes. Right, no, totally, yeah. Those yeah. cabins are definitely not mosquito-proof. <laughs> definitely not mosquito-proof. No. But yeah, we got to get a wood stove up in there so that uh, we can do... A lot of people are interested in uh, visiting in the winter or doing like a winter residency um, type of deal, which would be super fun because, I mean, winter is my favorite time of year. But that's also like start of the hunting season, right? Like the start of winter? Just just before that. I mean, you know, the deer hunting is like before Thanksgiving. It's like right before Thanksgiving. Mm. So like there's sometimes snow and sometimes not. So it kind of depends. Oh, but then start the winter internship in the deer hunting season and then yeah. keep going for the winter. That, that would, would be, be super amazing. fun. Yeah. But yeah, because like, you know, it's so funny because everybody comes in the summertime. But like to me, I mean, and of course, the forest is so beautiful all the time. But to me, it's the most magical and the most enchanting and the most mysterious in the winter when you go out there and everything's snowed in and there's feet of snow, mm. you know, and that, and, and it's funny that nobody else gets to see it or experience it. You know, yeah. none of the scouts have really been there in that, in that season. So it'll be fun when we can, uh, throw a wood stove in there and get people coming in the winter time. I think that'd be really fun. And we can have like sledding, you know, <laughs> we can, we can like, cause, cause, uh, this past winter, me and Wolfie built like a sick jump at the bottom of the, of that, you know, like when you're coming up by the pond to get up to camp, oh, we yeah, built yeah. like a sick, like two foot jump. <laughs> and so you go down that whole hill and then you catch like a few feet of air and you actually catch, and we were using like the big black utility sled. It's like for, for like hitching to like a snowmobile or like hauling. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's not, like a recreational sled so it's like really big and tough which is good because if you buy like a kid's sled yeah, you'll destroy it in like a, in like a week you know even if you're a kid so like um uh yeah we we built that jump and you actually had to f- the you got so much air that we had to fill the sled with snow to like pad the landing because <laughs> it would like kill your fucking tailbone like i landed and i was like oh i was like okay we need to like i was like we're gonna get some pillows and i was like oh wait we could just put some snow in there <laughs> So you'd have to like, and it would come out as you're like, if you ran a couple runs, it would like fly, you know, it kind of flies out. So then we'd have to like pack it full of snow again. And like, it's kind of cool though. You get like a butt form fitting seat to your butt in the snow and like keep ripping jumps down there. That's super, super fun. I mean, sounds amazing. But I've been like walking through the forest in the window, like tracking all the, like the animals that are out there. Yeah. I guess you can see a lot more of the tracks when it's in the snow, right? Definitely. Yes. Come come a little closer. Your, your vocal track is like, and you're like covering up your mouth a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, that's a really neat thing about winter too, is that you can see the tracks very clearly i mean if you got a good eye like now i'm starting to like train my eye more and i can see a lot of deer tracks uh and and animal signs like in in all seasons but i mean it's like you know in the winter time it's so obvious and you can see all the all the new tracks every day because i'll go up there and you know go for a run or go for a walk in the woods about every day and uh yeah in the winter time you just see all the new tracks and you know you really see where they go and and that's one of my favorite things because like i'll walk in the woods every day and i try to kind of pick new paths i'll just let my mind wander and kind of be pulled in different directions you know i'll just let my intuition like pull me through the woods in different directions so i can like see different stuff rather than just walking on the path every time and um in the winter time it's cool because i'll literally just start following like the deer tracks and see like exactly where they go (laughs) and it's like 
is so weird and so random. Like you just ways you'd never think that they would go. Like why why did they go this way? You know, <laughs> it's like wake through like really tight stuff and like I don't know. It's neat. It's a fun way to just get to all different parts of the property and like explore different ways that you wouldn't maybe normally go. And then one time I found like a whole. This was this was after you were there, but one day I was just meandering through and I found like a whole deer skeleton in the woods and shit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, That's yeah, cool. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got all, like, the vertebrae and stuff in the cabin. I have, like, just a pile of bones, like, <laughs> in the cabin. Yeah, there was some bones there when I was, when I was there, too, and, like, mm -hmm. laying all around the cabin. Yeah, man. Good times. Yeah. I guess in the window, too, you, 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 can, you can see the paths of the deer, and you can, like, figure out the perfect place to put, like, a great deer stand and stuff, like, really go all in on the hunting when you really definitely it. although it's funny like the 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 patterns can change like where they go in the winter doesn't won't necessarily be the same places that they go in the fall when you're hunting them so mm. you know oh yeah but it does give you good insight into you know kind of like what they're doing where they're going where they're bedding down um but i'll spook a lot like because i'll run in the woods every day um when there's not snow I'll like run from my house and up past camp and up to the up to the sports field and back down and stuff and I'll often spook like three deer I'll flush them out mm. you know and and, uh, and or, or one deer you know but uh yeah I, that 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 happens pretty frequently so that's pretty cool yeah actually in the winter time um I was I was hiking out there I was just just walking around and there was like I spooked like a family like sleeping in the snow like three deer and then they all scatter in different directions <laughs> and then it's cool because you can kind of stand there and wait and then they'll run a little bit but then they'll kind of wait and like kind of listen and you can hear them like snorting and breathing and then they'll kind of like regroup together and like <laughs> you can kind of like creep closer and kind of you know try to try to see what one of them is doing and so that's pretty cool. I did that. It, it might be this. I don't know if it's the same group, but then I spooked three more running up into the sports field one day. And yeah, they just ran a little bit and then they were all just chilling right there. And I was just kind of watching them and, <laughs> and they like snort. They're like, <laughs> you know, they do like the snorting thing and they just like walk a little bit and snort some more and walk around. And it's really cool to interact with the deer. We should build like a tribune for the sports field that could double as a deer stand hunting season. Yeah, if they yeah. Keep, if they keep traveling through, yeah, the they go fields. through. They go through. The, they go through the sports field a bunch. I see. I see deer tracks up there a bunch, and that's that's really great too because you could be on either because that's a bowl sort of. Yeah. You know, there's like the ledges on either side, and 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 the and because we we selectively cut the woods on either side. Um, you could totally be up on the ledge and, and totally spy them and get a really, really clean, good shot at them yes. down there. So, yeah, that would, be, that would be really fun. And then one of the things we're talking about is, um, uh, I don't think I talked to you about this, but our goal is to have a really good scout summit. Um, this year in the spring, which for people that don't know is like a basically like an open week where all the scouts are invited to come and just like celebrate scouting and and we'll do a little bit of building and stuff and, and then a little bit of drawing in the afternoon, but it's more of kind of relaxed schedule than like say Go Scout training camp is. And um, what we want to accomplish this year for the summit is to put in like a composting outhouse up in the sports field and then move cadet camp up to the sports field area oh. because that's going to be i think overall like a much better spot to have camp because number one it's like deeper up in the woods yes. and then it'd be cool to just be able to like shoot hoops in camp and like do all that yeah. and then um and then uh and then also because it's way drier up there like when it rains 
you know, cadet camp is that the, the, the plateau that cadet camp is on stays much more wet and uh, mm-hmm. it drains much better up at the sports field. So it, it'd be way drier up there. Like this year, because we had camp earlier, it was like in early, it was like in mid-July. Um, it was much more rainy. We had like a really wet spring and, and there was like for the first few days of camp, there was like big puddles like all throughout the camp down there. But up at the sports field, there was there was no puddles. Like it's totally drained. So like that that'd be a... That'd be for for several reasons. That'd be a cooler spot to yeah. uh, to have camp, and then you know because we selectively cut in the in the trees outside there, everybody can camp like under the trees. But then you have that massive area where you could like lay down and look at the stars and yeah, stuff. Like you'd yeah. have a killer view of like the stars and the Milky Way and all that. Because you know, for people that don't know, like we're way out in the north northeast kingdom of Vermont. And, um, you know, it, there's, there's such little light pollution out there that, you know, every, every night you can look up and basically see the Milky Way and, and the star, the, the sky is just absolutely full of stars. It's I mean, beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. insane. Yeah, man. I love being up there. I could go again for three months right now. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go to the woods. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. No. And it's, it's such a great place to go and focus down when you have creative work to do too. Like I don't, I haven't worked as focused back home as I did up there. Yeah, like it helps if you can, you can travel out and get get away from your, like your usual environment, just as much as possible. That's what I try to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Like just go out, stay with some friends, see something else than you do every day when you when you do creative work, and then get all the inspiration from that. But nothing beats going to the woods for three months. That's, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And I remember when you were leaving after that three months, we had talked about trying to get a podcast done and yeah. and, and I, I didn't have it in the works yet, but I remember you saying you had tons of kind of feelings and, and thoughts about, about, uh, you know, the whole, the whole experience. Do you remember what any of those were specifically? Well, I think, uh, a lot of the stuff was, uh, was, was about me getting the time to go away from and get all that focus. I, I remember at that point I just, uh, I've gotten out of a relationship the years before I've been together with a girl, like uh, five years at that point. Mm-hmm. And I just, I didn't have the time to process it for myself when I was staying at school because I, when I got into this school, I was just, I was so happy about it. I spent all my time learning how to draw. It's like, I just focused in drawing. I didn't do a lot of drawing before I started at the school, right? Mm-hmm. So coming up there, just spending that time with yourself, I think that was, that was some of the, that's some of the, the, the things that I remember fondest of about going there. I love being a part of the scouts and having all those people, but the time for me alone was when I really grew up there. Like I had the time to figure all my shit out and then put all the stuff I've learned from the school, all the stuff I learned from your workshop when you came to teach and all the stuff that you keep hammering into the scouts, like all your, the creative ad- advice you come up with. Put, taking that and then actually getting to use it, like get the time to get to use it, that's no, nothing to take your time away out there. That's no, like no, what do you call it? There's nothing that gets in the way. Distractions. That, yeah, that's no distractions. That's yeah. what you have to do. You get up, you do the calisthenics, you do the morning yoga, you, you, you get your work done, put in the four hours of work, and then you're just all day off. What, what are you doing? You're sitting down working. At some point, you've checked out enough of the forest. You've walked around. You, you keep going for the inspirational walks, but at yeah. some time, there's nothing else to do than just bunker down and work. Yeah. And it really helps a lot. Yeah. 
That's cool. I mean, that's obviously one of the reasons why I wanted to create the Scouts was kind of recreate that experience that I had when my buddy gave me the opportunity to build my first little cabin on Mystery Mountain in New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, yeah, I was out there for, you know, a couple of years, you know, mostly alone, just, uh, just, just doing that. Just, just, I was, it, it was early on in my career. I had been out of school like a couple of years, um, and I had, uh, had some apartments and stuff previous to that, but then, you know, going out and just getting out into the woods and being in, in, in the cabin there where there is literally just like no distractions, yeah. you go days without seeing anybody and, um, you just really get, you know, I don't know, time, when you get that sensation of time disappearing and slipping away and it doesn't matter what day it is or, or anything, yeah. you just get in this other 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 zone of focus that you just can't achieve like when you're in the middle of of civilization or 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 you know i don't know with all that with all that arbitrary information that comes of being around like people and stuff all the time and yeah yeah i felt like and, and similarly too you know i had i had been coming out of a relationship when I first got up into that, into that, uh, into that cabin. And then I had a few different relationships when I was in that cabin, but, um, yeah, just going there with the specific purpose of kind of like really figuring out who I wanted to be, what I wanted to do with my life. I mean, that, that whole thing that I talked so much about really was crystallized at that time for me, those couple of years that I spent up there, um, at the, in the early part of my career really helped me get laser focused into exactly what I wanted to do, you know, going forward and, 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 and that idea of formulating a five-year plan and, 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 and really figuring out, you know, what I wanted the next phase of my life to look like. And, um, you know, it, it really worked because I really figured out, it was like a test for me to see if I wanted to do this homesteading thing and buy my own property and, um, you know, then the opportunity to come work at, uh, Cartoon Network came along and, you know, at first I was like, no, nah, I'm living in the woods, man. I'm good. I don't want to <laughs> fucking move to LA. Like, fuck that, you know? And then, uh, and it then must it came. Have been weird too when you then moved out of Winterley because I was only there for like three months. And when I got back, my habits were changed so much that I had a hard time acclimating to like people. Like I know that. it's funny. A lot of people talk about that coming out of camp, you know, having a kind of a PTSD of like sitting yeah. in your room and like, fuck man, what do I do now? Like, <laughs> this is weird. You know, I'm not in the woods anymore. Like, what am yeah, I doing? Right. It, it almost becomes even harder to then go to your work workstation and then start working because you're just used to having all that free space around you. Like yeah. you can't hear the squirrels nagging you when you're sitting there. Right, right. the squirrels are bitching at yeah. you. Yeah, what are you doing in my woods? Get out! <laughs> yeah. Totally. Grab another one of these whiskeys. Yeah, yeah. What are we drinking here? We're drinking Macmira. Macmira is the real pronunciation, I guess. It's a Swedish whiskey. Yeah. It's supposedly really good. I never had it before. Nice. But we had to try something new. You served me all these great whiskeys when I went to the place in the forest. So now we we gotta try some Scandinavian stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a lot of good, a uh, lot of good beers. I remember you were surprised. I was by, so surprised. Yeah, you were surprised by how many good beers we have out in Vermont. And then, um, yeah, there's a lot of good uh, whiskeys, like local stuff, and uh, you know, just stuff from from around. It's amazing how you can just go into the supermarket now and have such a wide variety of like amazing you know uh you know beers and and craft whiskeys and stuff from like yeah. all over now it's yeah such the a big distillery thing. down in hardwick is amazing i know the, yeah 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 it's uh it's the the bar it, well it's caledonia spirits 
And then also, uh, I guess, Bar Hill. Bar Hill is the, that's the honey one, right? Where everything they do is made out of honey. They have like the honey vodka and the honey whiskey and that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of it's made of honey. And then I think some of it's made of like, of like beets or something too. Some other mm. form of like fermented sweet, um, Oh, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, the Tomcat is the jam. I love that Tomcat. Yeah. It's, it's the it's they make this like super super good gin, and then they age it in a in an oak barrel like whiskey, so it becomes some kind of hybrid of like a of like a gin, but it kind of has whiskey notes and stuff, and it's such a fucking good drink. You know, that's such a good such a good one. Yeah, I think me and. Uh... What's it? What's his guy name? Derek. Derek's two. Oh, my two Derek's. My two Derek's. Shout out we my two down. Derek's. Who yeah. was a who, who who was a counselor this year at camp? Totally crushing it. Yeah, yeah. We had a great trip going there to get the slug for uh, when we had to go brewing. We went down right. there. We tried all the stuff. We tried the Tomcat. It was really nice. Yeah, you can go in there and do all the free sampling and stuff. Yeah, they're really cool about that. They're all really nice. We have a bunch of friends that work over there. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to have such like a high-end distillery in like our little tiny town. Yeah. You know, it's so random. Yeah, yeah, because like for today I was looking for, um, we have a distillery outside town here that makes their own whiskey and I wanted to get a bottle of it. I couldn't even get a bottle of whiskey that's supposedly made in this town for tonight. So oh, I had to really? buy a Swedish one. Yeah. Oh, weird. Because <laughs> they're like not allowed to sell it in their own I don't know. If it's just, if maybe they just ship, export it out to some <coughs> other places. I, I have no idea, but I... Uh, I just quickly did like a Google search. I was like, okay, we're definitely getting a bottle of whiskey for this podcast because that's what we used to do around the fireplace yeah, when I was yeah, up yeah. there. So we had to have one. But I wanted to give you like a nice Danish one. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. There's nothing like that. That's one of my favorite things. There's nothing like sitting around the campfire at night in the woods and like everything's dark. The trees are all in silhouette and this, this your disguise lit up up yeah. there full of fucking stars. It's beautiful. And you're just around this campfire drinking some juicy old whiskey. <laughs> smoking that pipe. <laughs> yeah, smoking that smoking grandpa's old pipe. Yeah. Sipping grandpa's juices right out of that pipe. Yeah, I still haven't been able to pick out tobacco as as good as the one I, I bought that when we went into Burlington. I bought that like local tobacco they yeah. made and it was so good i haven't found anything even close to as good as home so now i just quit smoking the pipe it's it's not as fun anymore when you don't get that great tobacco yeah no i know yeah it's, it's not smoke as some good stuff. if yeah. you get like the the gas station tobacco yeah, it's no, not no. quite the same no then it's not worth it yeah yeah i didn't smoke a pipe like all winter and then i got like one pouch uh when we went on our first camping trip this summer and then that lasted me through the end of camp so I'm definitely trying to cut back. It's definitely not the best habit <laughs> to have to just like tear through all this, all these pipes. Uh, but, but it is. It's uh, it's fun. You know, it's there's something really comforting. It fits, it fits yeah. the environment, especially it when you're there. The, yeah. You know, like definitely. I think for camp, you know, you need to you need to rip a few pipes. Yeah. That's always that's always really fun. It adds to the. Experience. I got to the fun where I went everywhere with my pipe up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a good accessory. It really does become part of your an extension of your of your being out there. No, I know. still put on my uh, like my jumpsuit and my hiking boots just to feel like yeah, just to feel the same kind of feeling that I yeah. did. And I go for a little hike in the forest around where my parents parents live. Yeah, but it's like Danish forests are boring compared to uh, the Vermont forests. Yeah, 
Right. Yeah. They're a little, well, they're just less wild because they're, yeah, yeah, they're planted, they're, right? Yeah. So it's like a planted forest. They're very enchanting. It looks like some kind of fairy tale forest because it's so perfect. Yeah. It does, you know, it like does. it has, it has very little undergrowth in the forest here and uh, all the trees are in a line and you get like it because it's so flat here, you get great visibility through the woods. Yeah. yeah. You so don't get like, lost that easy. It's like if you see a forest in the movies or something, some super stylized forest or in a cartoon, that's like what it looks like. You know, it looks like <laughs> yeah, a Yeah, it's like a movie stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, people would, yeah, that's funny. People should come here and shoot movies in the woods here because they're so unobstructed. You can just see forever in the woods here. Yeah, and then last year uh, when I was here, we took a really fun hike. We went out to like a, a like an ancient castle tower, like the remnants of yeah, an like old, an old, old fortress, Viking yeah, fortress. an old Viking fucking fortress castle, and uh, that was super fun. It was. Well, let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do it yeah. What week. is that place? Talk a little bit about that. That's really neat. Oh, I can't even remember the name of it now. It's out with, in Dolrobaka. Uh, mm-hmm. It's close to here. It's. If, I think it's. It's not like totally Viking. It's. It's like in the end of the Viking age, when the start when Christianity came, they put up the the castles over there. It's like one of the, one of the. I don't know if it's like a chieftain or something like that who lived out there. Like Viborg used to be like one of the capitals. Right. It's like dead center in the middle of the landmass of, yeah, of yeah, Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. And it was easily defended because of the lakes and uh, and all right. the rivers and that stuff. So Yeah, like, it's right on a big lake. And then they show the map of like how it used to be. But it's cool because it's got all these like mounds, these earth mounds around it. And there's like little tunnel things kind of yeah. through it. And little like catacombs into the... Into the into the side of the of the land mounds and all that stuff. It's it's pretty pretty fucking cool. It's a you nice know, place to go, especially nice coming place. from America where the history is so short. You know, yeah, it's like two hundred years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the common natives, of, of course. Yeah, yeah. There's not like a whole lot left over from before. You know, everything got wiped out. So, you know, you go there and like, you know. Something that's a hundred years old is kind of old. <laughs> you know, just on a totally different scale. <laughs> that's so scale. new over here. Yeah, it's on a whole different scale in, here in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. So I'm really impressed with with the animation workshop overall. I think the format of this school. I, I talked to. I've talked to. Mentioned it briefly on the podcast. Talking about coming here. Um, you know, I'm here teaching another two week workshop again, and I mentioned that the format here is really unique and interesting. It's amazing. Yeah, because you get, um, you know, instead of having teachers that are here teaching you all the time, full time professors, they have different working artists that, you know, come in and do either like a week long workshop or like a two week long workshop. And I mean, you know better than me. So yeah, they come know. in, they do like those workshops. And then every time you've had a teacher, the students get to evaluate the teacher and then the coordinator chooses the education from those teachers. So it's only the best teachers that keeps getting invited back. Yeah. The ones that the students really get some from, right? Yeah. So at, as long as the school progresses and it's been going for years now, especially with the animation and the computer graphic artists uh, line, right? Like yeah. they've been going for years. Those guys are like really tuned in and fine. And I'm so impressed by just how much it's become better from when I went here yeah. at the graphic storytelling. And then so you the were here for four on, years and you just graduated. I just graduated, right? yeah. And you guys were the first year for graphic, you were the first class of graphic storytelling yeah. of that major. Yeah, so that's a lot of uh, experimentation, of course. Like there always is when they start up a new line, right? Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, just to see some of the teachers that the new line is getting and some of the really good ones we have coming back, man, that line is going to be so good when it keeps going through the years. Man. Yeah, school yeah. School is amazing. And it's neat now because now it's like, you know, Peter brought me in. So this is like the first workshop for the third year graphic storytelling students. And, you know, we're kicking it off with a little five-year planning stuff. And then we're doing, you know, uh, two weeks of background design stuff. Um, and then after that, there's, like, a kid coming in and doing character stuff built mm. off of that. And then there's, like, someone coming in to do story stuff built off of that. Um, it, you know, now they're starting to build them in order, like, to work so the workshops lead into one another, which I thought was, like, very, very cool. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. They're going to have so many good teachers and just their network when they're done. Like, because you get to spend two weeks with these teachers and these teachers are locked with you in a small town, that's no escaping for them. Like right? Yeah, there's nowhere to, to go. <laughs> they're bound to be a part of your network, yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So when you're done at this school, you have a gigantic network. Yeah. Just spread all over the world. It's amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. And there is such a sense of like family here, even amongst the students. Like, I'm just amazed at how much just like intimacy there is like all the students are always just like hugging each other putting yeah. their arms around each other it seems like kind of cheesy to, to just say it but like just even today at the first day of the workshop i'm just struck with like how much genuine affection everybody has for each other i mean i think that's probably because you know it's it's a relatively small school right there's yeah. like you know this class is maybe like 20 students or something like that and am I right that 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 group of twenty kids stays together and they go through yeah. all the classes together? Yes. And so and and they're really in depth too because like I have this one group of twenty kids for eight hours a day for two weeks. You know, so yeah. you really get you know you really dig in and and you really feel that sense of community vibe and and a lot of the kids that are in my class this year were kids that I met you know last year when I came in and. Uh, and yeah, it's just so neat, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I already after, even just after being here last year, I was feeling the love and now coming back and, and just interacting with all the people that I met last year and stuff and, and getting to teach some of them now and, and then being like, oh yeah, the other classes are jealous that like you're teaching us <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh, I'll go over there too. You know? like, that's how I met them last yeah. year. I was kind of circulating through some of the other classrooms because people wanted to, you know, talk to me or whatever. So it's just so great. It's so fun. Like, I mean, you know, I went to Pratt and, and that's considered a, uh, you know, I don't know, I guess that's actually considered a pretty big art school. It's like 3000 yeah. students. Um, you know, and, and, and you definitely have like a core group of kids that you do a lot of your stuff with, um, especially early on, but you know, it's just, it's nothing compared to the, the, the level of kind of like family you feel here and intimacy. And then, and then also it's so impressive how the facilities are like the facilities, the level of equipment that everybody has here and everything. It's like, it's very good. It's just outstanding. It's, I always tell people like this place is like too cool to exist. It like, it shouldn't they exist. They do a lot for you, man. The yeah. school just took me for a month to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Talk about that. Yeah, man. I just got back from Japan. I went there to like, there's, um, uh, between Denmark and Japan, there's like these, uh, there's the celebration of diplomatic relations through a hundred years or something like that, mm -hmm. right? I can't remember exactly how many years it's been going. So they decided to ship uh, people from, uh, from, from Denmark to Japan and the other way through, like we're going to get some Japanese students coming here and uh, later in September. Yeah, and the school paid for all that. For me to go there, get that experience and learn all that stuff and then bring it home. 
Japan is one of the biggest markets for animation and comics today in on Earth. So that's a great thing to get on, like in get that on your CV when you get to go out finding a job, and that's great. Yeah. Which, how many schools does that? No, that's truly incredible, you know. And another thing is, you were to, you know, talk about the open workshop stuff a little bit because oh, it's yeah. like, so you go here and and you, you know you're here in this incredible environment and this this real tight knit community, and then when you leave, there's an opportunity to then like to, like explain the open workshop. Yeah, the open workshop. That's a part of the school. That's like an open workshop. You you if you have a project, a lot of people get a lot of projects. They get a lot of ideas for projects while they're here at school. But that's so much homework. That's all these uh, classes they have to go through with all these workshops. The teachers coming in so. You don't always have the time to put that uh, put those ideas into fruition right mm-hmm. so they have a, an open workshop where you can apply and then if you're chosen you get you get set up you have you get the works uh, the workspace you need to to work on this and you still get you you you, you get the same contact to the same teachers you get that critique uh, possibility you get some great constructive criticism from the teachers so you can you get help to put your your ideas and your your projects like into real life you you get to do it with the help as you would at the school but without all the um, i won't say hassles but with all what you need to do like with all without having to attend the school right like so it's it's like you it's like a residency yeah, at the yeah. school and residency then like they're the school, giving yeah. you that's money exactly and what stuff, it is right yeah. like they're they're well, there you can like some of the some of the people from my class got got some help to hire animators to help animate there's they had an idea for a short story and they're like me the storytellers we don't know anything about animation that's not our line right we know how to tell stories so they got help to hire like the school paid them so they could hire an animator to come help animate their stuff man wow. so they can get the short uh, like a short movie in production wow with help from the school and that's amazing that's incredible that's incredible. Yeah, and people people come here from all over the world too. You know, there's a, there's yeah, there's probably is it like what's the makeup of the student body here? Is it like there's a lot it, of Danes, but there's also a lot of foreign people. Like we yeah. get a lot of people from France, got some from Britain. Uh, yeah, some like some from we were watching, like yeah, yeah. So like the the night the night I flew in, I had a crazy you know uh, uh, delayed set of flights coming in, and I got in it at at like one in the morning. And that uh, Conor McGregor uh, Floyd Mayweather fight was was uh, going down, and I you know, when I, when I was when I was stuck in the airport, um, I was uh, you know I, I just posted you know hey any of the any of the kids in in Viborg um, planning on watching this fight, and and, and uh, one of the students got back to me, and I, I ended up going over there, so I slept for a couple hours, and then jumped over, and on campus they were projecting the fight, and they were watching it there, and uh, one of the kids that was watching uh, watching it over there with us was like from wisconsin so like yeah. you know people are coming from all over yeah but. yeah we had a, an american class too american yeah. and a french French person and then he was telling me that they're working on getting it so like you can get like student loans in america to come here or something yeah. like that which maybe isn't in effect yet but um, it'll probably come yeah it'll probably come yeah but that's also like this school it, this school is not that expensive compared to other art schools it's pretty fucking cheap compared right. to what you get from it too right and besides that it's not you can't pay your way in it's not made out of that it's all talent based so right. you know when you get in you know your classmates are talented people right so, right 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 because so, so yeah because like uh you know last year when i came here um you know i met analia who then later attend you know following that she applied to ghost scouts and got in you know she was really interested in it and talked to me about it here and then she applied and and got in and uh, at that time she wasn't in 
uh, the in the school yet she was attending the drawing academy. Yeah. Talk about that. What's the oh, what's the drawing the... academy? The drawing academy is if you're not if you don't have the talents on Leslie, you can have the talents, but somebody are just better than they only let in a certain amount of people, right? There's yeah. like twenty to twenty five people each year for each line, and then the graphic storytelling line is only every other year. Right. Right. So if you if you're not one of the lucky ones that get in, oftentimes they'll. Um, They'll advise you to go do the drawing academy where you get uh, really in-depth teaching in classical drawing. So that's a lot of like croquis and live drawing and that sort of stuff. You get you're taught how a lot about anatomy, how to draw, and it's really like it's really useful, especially for like the animation and uh, design classes, like with CG, mm-hmm. uh, the CG line, right? But I think for graphic storytelling, it's probably not the most. Uh, it's probably not that needed to be like a brilliant, skillful artist when it comes to that thing. Like you know, like technical right. artist. Like right. you don't have. Yeah, to. she's it's, going for animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did it, man. I did it. I, I, I hadn't drawn in years. Like I did a little drawing when I was a kid, right? I studied business law and economics in the university in Aarhus before I started at this school, right? Right, right. right. I yeah. just decided that was what I wanted to do, man. I had no experience, nothing. So I tried to get in, and of course, I wasn't good enough. So they, they said to me, like, try check out the drawing academy and I did and that's that's where I learned to draw and that's how that's where I learned all my stuff so that's pretty neat so if you don't get accepted they refer you to the drawing academy now can anybody get into the drawing academy how does that work it's yeah well that's all like they only do two I think they do like two classes each semester so when the two classes are full they're full right but it's not it's not like a big um that's not like a big queue to get in there's not as many people fighting about that so it's 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 not hard all you have to do is just show that you want to do it it's kind of like getting into the ghost guide right they're chosen for they're not chosen on skill they're chosen on if they really want to right 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 yeah their level of like like excitement and yeah, yeah, yeah 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 Yeah, so it's more like that, and that, that's a little bit that's a little bit easier. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, they were telling me when I was watching that fight over there. They were telling me that I think that I think that's where I was hearing it, but that somebody had tried like five times to get in, and then they finally got in. Like yeah, they had, been, they had applied like five times to get into the school, and then they finally got it, and they're here now. Yeah, yeah. so that's pretty cool. That's a fun story. But that's a lot of that's a lot of people that try a lot because they really want to, and every time every time they show more. But maturity, right? You keep wanting to get in, it just gets right. more and more stuck. It shows it, your dedication. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. in the end, you of course, you get in because you end up dedicating all your time to do that. And that's how you really learn, right? Training and practice. Yeah. That's how you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like Girl Scouts, too. It's like if people yeah. apply a second time, you know, I definitely, you know, really try to, you know, to, to get them in, you know. Yeah, I, because it shows dedication, right? Yeah. It shows that that's really what they want to do. It's yeah. been festering in their mind for yeah. an entire year before they try again, yeah. right? Yeah, and to set aside that time again out of your schedule and do yeah. the application process again, you know, you have to make another video and do the questions again and all that stuff. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I like that as a metric of, like, how much people are, like, really psyched. Because a lot of people will be like, I'm definitely going to apply again, and then you just don't hear from them, you know? So it's like... Yeah, and then you, you know, know that it was mostly talk, right? Like, it's Well, not- or just, like, that, you know, they're not going to, you know, it's like, you know, they, they can't get the time free from a job yeah. or a relationship or, you know, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like... You know, as we talk about ghostiny, that, you know, there's so much destiny involved in how people end up there and the people that come and 
and all that. So I like to really leave it up to that, up to the, up to destiny. Cause, cause now there's so many factors as we've developed camp more and more. It's like, you know, we have to have like three or four cars that come with the cadets. So like, you know, mm, yeah. like, like someone might be picked, not completely based on the fact that they have a car, but if it's a toss up, you know, and this person has a car, that person's going to get picked because we do need a certain yeah, amount of people cars, with cars, yeah. you know, and then like, and then like, I'll have to pick a backup with a car as well. Cause we, you know, if, in case someone drops out, you have to have some backups ready to go. And, uh, you know, we'll say, Hey, you know, unfortunately you weren't accepted, but you know, you have a really strong application. Would you like to be a backup in case someone drops out? Cause that's happened a handful of times at camp. And, you know, like this year, uh, one of the girls that was accepted, um, ended up dropping out and she was one of the girls that had one of the cars that was coming mm. and and luckily I had had a backup set aside with a car you know yeah. so we accepted her but you know there's all these logistics involved so um yeah it, it is it does really you know someone might say oh that's lame that like you pick someone with a car but that's all part of the destiny right it's, that's all part work. of the ghost it has to work just man. like if you're international I'm going to take I'm going to take a real hard look at you because we love having that diversity of like of all the different cultures and and different mindsets coming to camp that adds so much richness to camp to have people from all different backgrounds and all different layers of reality coming and melding together because that's so much of what camp is yeah um you know so it's so much fun and and so cool to have that international flavor and then uh, have those have those international cousins and scouts and connections all over the world. I mean, now we have them, you know, with uh, with uh, Ghost Scout Ashley Blades. Shout out, you know, she came this year from the Philippines. So now we have you know someone coming from the Asian continents. So we I think we have someone from all the continents now because we have you know America, we have uh, Africa, we have Asia. So that's uh, just pretty fucking cool, you know. That's we have great. we have you know we have Australia. We have several in Australia. We got uh, uh, you know one from New Zealand this year. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Sports Magic. I mean, it's like it's <laughs> incredible, man. Yeah, the Secret Society is growing. The Secret Society of Ghost Scouts. Yeah, we've almost trained fifty scouts. That's amazing. Yeah, in the six years. Next year, we'll break 50. So that's like, that's pretty fucking insane. That, that's like a nice, nice warband size now. We've got to get that army going. Right, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, when the shit hits the fan and everybody, like, <laughs> everybody slowly makes their, as the world collapses, collapses, the world collapses yeah, and, like, every month, like, someone will, like, drag themselves into camp. Like, you know, they'll be, like, missing an arm and we'll be, oh, my God, <laughs> oh, my God, look, it's Ruminati. Get her in here. You know, tape her up, tape her up. And, oh, my God, get her to the medic tent. And like you know we'll be we'll be this ragtag band of you know survivors out there in the middle of probably the, are the one of wilderness. the few artist collectives that actually know survival how to be in the woods right that's true yeah that actually exercises and yeah. does all these things all the other artists will be have died of fright at their desk yeah. <laughs> when when the shit hits the fan yeah <laughs> yeah man no it's amazing it's amazing All right, re-up my little whiskey here. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah, this Not a is bad a choice. tasty Swedish whiskey. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I've had Swedish whiskey. Actually, I think it's the first time I've had too. And I'm from this nigga the woods. <sighs> that is a tasty old beverage. That's that a good. juicy old whiskey. It is juicy, actually. I think it's it's a, it is fruity too, man. It's got some citrus fruit and some pear drops and some apples in it, man. It is a juicy, fruity whiskey. Mm-hmm. 
is good. That is nice. Mm. So, you know, having spent, you know, having done camp and having done the residency, you know, what it what is the part that what is the things that kind of stand out to you the most there of 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 going through that experience and and like leaving and reflecting on it? Like what is the stuff that you kind of think you think about the most? I think you like for me, I had I had forgotten about nature. I'd forgotten about the world out there. When I was when I was younger and in, the, in the, my late teens and early twenties, I did mountain climbing and stuff. I did yeah. all this stuff before, right? It wasn't new to me, so I knew I could handle being in the woods for that uh, for that amount of time, right? But you forget it. You forget it. You're so busy with doing a civilization. You're so busy with grinding, getting education, finding that job, just getting out there and seeing that the world is so much bigger than what's in front of you on the computer. And it's so much cooler experience and stuff than reading about it on the on the web, right? Yeah. So so that's that for me was one of the one of the really big things. Yeah. 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 One of my one of, I I think one of my favorite parts is the, the weekend hikes. Oh, that was amazing. But don't let's not get started about that. And I I rolled my ankle and I couldn't go on the Mansfield hike. <laughs> that's Man, right. I, I know was just we never got to do that. And, and then I got Shout super, out to Mama Geddon, but yeah. yeah. And then I got super busy with the Adventure Time uh, backgrounds, and then mm. we didn't get a chance to hit that hike up. I know. Oh, but that's just a reason for me to come back. That's true. That yeah, is. Gotta yeah. do it. Yeah, because that's that's one of the fun things about camp for me is like it's it's sort of like where I get to put all the stuff that like I might have trouble fitting into my normal life, you know, because I have the family and the kids and, you know, you can't really drag your kids on a nine mile hike up a mountain and all that stuff. And like, I guess I could jump out and do it on my own and stuff or, you know, try to do it with some friends, but it's, it's so much fun to have that built in to my life and, and get up in the mountains, like know that I'm going to hit those, hit, climb those mountains, do those hikes every year is so much fun for me. No man, the first hike, the one I, the the two ones, the two first one I was at, I loved them. The second one was pretty fucking scary when Mama Geddon took the tumble down the mountain. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that well, was yeah shout out Mama Geddon. That was scary. She, but. she uh, you know, uh, she almost died falling off. Like there was just, we got kind of sidetracked going down uh, an old trail on this on this hike in uh, Lake Elmore. Um, you know, we kind of weren't quite paying attention. We were at this this monument that's like a balancing rock and we were kind of looking at that and you're supposed to like kind of backtrack slightly and then look backwards and and then you can see where the marked trail goes but leaving from there there's an old trail that if you're just standing there it looks like that's the way you're supposed to go and uh and we kind of we kind of got sidetracked down there and then, um, and then it, the, the reason they must have like made a new trail is that that one is a lot steeper <laughs> Scary. and, and mom again, is like definitely slightly accident prone and, uh, and, and she just took a raging tumble. I mean, I wasn't there. You saw it. I saw it's a heaven right in front of me. I like, I almost caught, I, I felt so bad though, because I was walking in front and then she tumbled from one of the back plateaus down to the one I was at and mm-hmm. she was sitting right in front of me and she was like slowly sliding, but then she stopped and I had my hand out. I was around to help her up, but you know, mama get and like she can handle herself. Yeah, right? And yeah. she was always sitting there. So I was like, Oh, that's fine. So I like pulled my hand back and yeah. she, she could get up. Right. And then she like slowly slipped further. And I was just looking, I remember just looking her straight in the eyes and then she just slipped. 
And she oh, did, she was like facing backwards. Yeah, yeah. To you. And she did like that was the Homer Simpson tumble, like when he tumbles down the mountain. She hit like three plateaus on the way down, just like barely hitting big fucking boulders and oh. between tree trunks. Man, I thought she was dead. Oh, that was the most insane thing I've seen in my life. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because we had like backtracked a bit because we were confused. We yeah, you were guys like, were waiting for the back. Yeah, team, we right? were like, wait, are we on the wrong trail? And we were like, no, wait, are they on the wrong trail? And we backtracked a bit to try to figure out what was going on. And that, like we were gone for like five minutes. And like that's when it happened. <laughs> and then we wrong. came back down. And then we got there. And then everybody was kind of standing there. And they're like, oh my God, like Mama Geddon just fell. And she was kind of climbing up. But like, I, I don't know what I think she was kind of laughing and like someone else yeah, I think yeah. someone else was there and kind of laughing I guess it was more nervous laughter but we were we were kind of laughing and joking about it and then the rest of the crew came up and they were like ghostly <laughs> white like they, <laughs> looked like, they looked like they just saw a ghost <laughs> and then I started to realize like oh wow like she just actually almost died and it's funny because I was shooting a video because I'll always shoot videos and because you know I was like oh she's climbing back up and I popped a video on and like filmed her coming yeah. back up and talking like oh my god I almost just whatever and how and, much uh, of a fucking badass is she she hiked all the way down after that fall man. yeah yeah That's yeah badass yeah but that yeah everybody looked like they were they were shook up like people were shook up after that like they were like legitimately <laughs> like shaken by watching her so it must have been a real fucking it bad was fall. a real bad fall yeah but uh, man, she tucked and rolled. She went all the way through that shit, and that's some people can fall good. You know, yeah. that's like a that's like a skill in its own. It's like you know, can you are some people are really uncoordinated and they just like anytime they fall, they're like getting a bad injury. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because Wolfie's just learning to ride his bike now, and it's good because like you'll see him almost wipe out and he'll bobble around and like catch himself for a minute, and then if he does fall, he'll kind of fall in some way that he's not getting hurt. So like you know, yeah. it's good to have that. Some people have that coordination where they somehow, even if it's like a crazy bad tumble, they somehow manage to come out okay. And and she was definitely because I've seen her, I've seen her take some tumbles before. Like <laughs> in the early days of Ghost Scouts, the when she came in year two, um, it was still you know kind of coming. Year one was like ultra wild west because it was like the year of like just just figuring out what ghost scouts was none of us knew you know what ghost scout training camp was at that point and then year two came along and it was still kind of in that mindset um of kind of like there's no rules that was sort of the the whole thing was like don't be a pussy and like the only, you know the only rule is don't be a pussy that was like that was like the slogan that was the slogan in the beginning um so, it's good with some rules. <laughs> yeah, some no, rules. no, there's a lot of rules now, as you know. There's like two pages of rules now, and they've all been made based on like real events that have happened. Uh, I always say you could like write the person's name next to it, like of the rule that's been made. Um, but yeah, the, the the second year on graduation stuff, we used to go off the property and go like up the mountain across the street, and. Um, and year two for graduation stuff, some people drank way too much and like she did. And she was like, like, I swear she took like three or four different tumbles down that freaking mountain. And we were like, oh my God, like we got to get her off this mountain. She's going to die. <laughs> so, but that was pretty rowdy that night. Like there was a couple almost fights and, and fucking old cotton shout out old cotton. He like fell backwards into a fire um, he fell backwards into like an old wood stove that was just like parked in the driveway, but fell and gashed himself like on on the wood stove. <laughs> and then later on, he fell. The, the the next year, he came back. I think it was 
It was either later that year or it was later uh, the next year when he came back to visit or something. He fell backwards onto a pickaxe. <laughs> so, like, I've never even seen someone fall backwards in my life. And I was just amazed to see him. But, like, within the span of 10 minutes, I feel like he fell backwards into a, like, into a into a fire that was going and then very and I, th- I feel like we pulled him out of there and then he started to recover and then immediately like just started going backwards like in slow motion and then just fell into that wood stove thing too so yeah that was that that was the year that I realized like oh okay if I don't start to like get really organized and really serious about this like go scouts like something is going to happen next year that makes it like unfeasible to go yeah. forward with scouts like i got an insurance policy on the property that for the third year <laughs> you know in case like i cause accidental harm to somebody um and then uh and then also uh you know just really started to make a cadet code of conduct so that you know we reined it in a little bit and uh you know each year it's kind of gotten better and better and now you know, safety is a real priority, obviously. It should be out there. Just, yeah. Like, just the way, like, I rolled my ankle just jumping down from a little stone. Yeah, like, just, you can yeah, easily get yeah. hurt out of You the definitely forest, can. Yeah. The stuff we do, the hiking and all the hard work we do, lifting the logs and carrying the logs through the property and stuff, you can definitely, just in our everyday activities, you can sustain, uh, you know, you can definitely sustain damage. Yeah, the year before you guys came... Uh, Lady Quantum and Gummy Brady both were like incapacitated uh, and 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 weren't able to do uh, some of the hikes as well. So yeah, and that was just like through just normal, you know, just like I think Gummy Brady had like an old injury that got reaggravated through just like exercising and and doing mm. the work in the morning. And uh, I can't remember what happened to Lady Quantum, but something happened to her as well. And, um, and I remember they were, they were, they were sitting out, uh, one or two of the last hikes there and that's always a bummer. So mom again, stayed back with you for the hike yeah, that yeah. you missed because she was my, injured. Like she was, she was still hurt and like, I think it took some time, like she was numb from the fall, right? So it took some time before she, like she hiked all the way down with the bruises yeah. and all that stuff. And then the next day, like she had a hard time moving around, right? And then I think two days after that, I rolled my ankle really bad and I couldn't walk. I could, couldn't carry my weight, so I had yeah. to walk around with that walking stick. Oh, right. Yeah, you were right. hobbling around with that like walking my wizard, stick. Wizard yeah. of the forest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people get injured. Squatch got injured, like bench, like like deadlifting logs or whatever. He, he fucking <laughs> fucked up his back wicked bad uh, the year before you came. And he was like, he was like, it was like fucking, he was in this tiny tent that he had like on a cot and I, he was like dying in there. It was like he wouldn't come out for days and he was in there like in the darkness like he couldn't even move because his back was wrecked and he would just be like, give me some porridge or like, he'd be like, bring me a pizza and a submarine sandwich and grinder, you know, and bring me some snack shack. Uh, you know, he was like, he was, he was, he had to, he had actually driven to camp from Georgia and then he got so injured that he took a flight home so he could like get home and see the doctor mm. and then uh, there we just happened to have another one of the cadets was from Georgia and he like drove Squatch's car home took 20 hours to Georgia for him so he could get the car back like he had yeah. to leave camp. he got so messed up that he had to leave camp so and yeah these are just like all like you know these are all routine things that we're doing 
uh, you know, just in camp every day. So yeah, get that travel be... insurance if you're going to go Scott. That's an important. I went without it, and I oh, was it international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was lucky. I, I didn't hurt myself more. Right, than I did, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I know it's definitely a consideration. I wonder is travel insurance if you're if you're international is that like a real expensive proposition mm, or not really? I just think I was like ah, I'm not gonna need it. I right. know forest, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, good enough. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely brought it to to Japan too. I kept having that in my mind. What if some kind of stupid bullshit happens? Yeah. Oh, so you got it for there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's a good idea. Yeah, and most of at least in Denmark, the policy is that you pay it and you have it for everywhere you go for a year, right? So now I can keep traveling this year and I'll still have the the insurance. Right. Oh, cool. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you, that makes sense. You buy the policy for the year. Yeah, and it's just it's only a little bit more expensive than just buying it for that one trip. So you might as well get it for mm. you if you go again, right? Oh, you have the option. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, it. I know my, my uncle has a cabin in Sweden, right? I'm going to go out there and stay. And it's, they, it doesn't have electricity or anything. You have to boil all your, get all your water. Like, it's sort of like uh, the Goska, uh, like the National Forest up there. It's just, it's a little bit closer to civilization because it's Sweden. Yeah. Like where, where it's situated, right? But when I'm going up there, I'm, I, I can use it too. So it's yeah. a good thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're almost at an hour here. Was mm. there uh, was there anything else that you wanted to get on this juicy old podcast? Definitely. Till I want to say to all the future ghost shrimp friends that they should definitely go to camp. Yeah, it's a great experience. And if you if you are sitting out there somewhere and you don't know which school to attend to, the animation workshop Vivo, apply. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Really I, yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, you know, like I like I've been saying. I, you know, this is the coolest program that I know about. Um, you know, this is definitely something that I would have been super pumped to attend when I was going to school. And what a cool thing to you know, if you aren't if you aren't from here, to come here and 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 experience Denmark because it's such a cool place. People are not so a lot nice of people here. know anything about Denmark. I know it's well, it's pretty it's so low small, key, yeah. you know, and it's but it's so nice here. Like everybody bikes everywhere, and um, it doesn't seem like there's that much traffic around. It's not like a lot this of area. traffic. There's almost no crime. It's yeah, yeah. It's super it's laid very back. Safe place, yeah. yeah, I always tell people like the police station is right next to the school here, and it, the the last time I came here for two weeks and. Since I've been here for a few days again this time, still never seen a cop, still never seen a cop car. We don't. Which we is, just we just put up the police police station just, <laughs> just to scare just people away. We don't actually yeah, have It's like cops. an empty building. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a cardboard cutout. You yeah. walk around the back. It's like a movie set. We don't yeah. have cops here. Yeah, yeah it's we incredible, man. Because you know, I mean, as you know, just even in our tiny town of three thousand people, there's several cop cruisers. You, you probably every time you go out, you'll pass one of the cops, and you know, you see yeah, well, them around. That, again, that town has like a gun store with over thirteen hundred different guns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Right there's way like sports. more guns than people in that yeah. town. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, shout out Right Way Sports. Right? <laughs> it, says, it says right on it, thirteen hundred plus guns. Yeah, that's, that's true. why I bought my slingshot to yeah. slay the to slay the squirrel. 
I know people will be hating on us for talking about hunting and guns. I, I remember when we posted up the uh, the picture of you, you had shot the squirrel yeah, with yeah. your slingshot. I ate that squirrel, by which the way. you did eat. I mean, that was like you hunted that squirrel for a while. That was like you had tried several times, and then I happened yeah. to come up and like you got it right when I came up, That's which brilliant. is awesome. It was like a um, clean hit shot too. Yeah, that was amazing. It was up in the tree, and I was like, right there, shoot it, and you fucking nailed it in the head. And then you ate it. You you skinned it and cooked it and ate it. So yeah, that was one of my. That's one of the things I wanted to do when I went there. I, I I told myself I want to catch, shoot, and eat a squirrel because I've, I've always read about like people in the states like rednecks and the hill hillbillies like yeah, the yeah. hicks from the term like eating possums and Definitely. squirrels and stuff. Oh, yeah, I was like no, I want to try eaten, it. Yeah, no, I've eaten like I've eaten all kinds of stuff since I moved to Vermont. You know, we ate. Uh, we ate, we've eaten all different kind of stuff. We've had pulled porcupine. Uh, <laughs> Sounds had, amazing. <laughs> pulled porcupine was so good. We've had beaver chili, which was, which was super fucking good. Um, all kinds of stuff that you'd never think would be but good. Also, but also, you know that squirrel is more healthy than when you go and get like a beef steak. And, oh, definitely. And the, yeah. At Tops or something like that. Right. Yeah. Like it, that's, the, that's organic meat, at least. Well, that's it's funny because I posted it on Instagram and that of like you holding up the squirrel yeah. in the slingshot. And then someone posted, like, fucking Americans, like, fuck you. And I'm like, dude, this guy's from Denmark. Like, he ate the squirrel. So, like, shut the fuck up. And, like, you know, if you eat meat, then you don't have anything to say about anybody that Everybody hunts, that you know eats meat should, yeah. should yeah, kill yeah. and skin and yeah. butcher. Yeah, you and that's eat, what happens. Even man, if you don't want to do it as a lifestyle, you shouldn't be mad at other people for it. And you should definitely go experience it yourself and, and experience what it actually means. Because you... Once you go through that process, it's a, like I said, the, when I got my, my deer, when I got my first deer, I shot it and I gutted it. And then, you know, that, that was, that experience was to me, one of those experiences, like the birth of my child, like it was profound and it changed my view yeah. of my place in the world. It changed my view of eating meat. Uh, you know, you just experience it on a whole nother level. You experience the realness and, and I feel like it also connects back into that DNA and that that history inside you the history of humanity of of human beings evolving and as hunters and gatherers and that like it 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 does it opens those pathways i swear to god you can feel that you can feel the depths of that you feel the echoes when you're on the hunt like when you're when you're trekking totally no when you're out there yeah i mean like i say this you know i've said this before but you know i grew up living in the woods as a kid growing up in the woods i grew up camping i grew up i I didn't grow up hunting but i grew up hiking and, and and camping and uh, you know my, my, my parents weren't hunters or anything but you know I wanted to raise my kids that way and, and, and moving up to the northeast kingdom of Vermont that's such a part of the culture up there I mean all the kids hunt you know seven-year-old girls are out there hunting it's a it's a very natural and accepted and encouraged thing in in, in the culture up there and um and 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 to and to oh wait I forgot what the point I was gonna make wait what was I saying um. Uh, oh fuck. We're talking about meat, right? I'm still jet lagged. <laughs> I'm still fucking jet lagged, guys. I'm sorry. No, I was. Uh, what was I gonna say? I said it's something that I always say. I'm like listen back to the podcast to remember and be like, just say it, you dummy. Um, <laughs> uh, fuck. I totally lost it. Um. What is it? I go back and edit it out so I don't sound so stupid. <laughs> just, um uh fuck just put in in, in the uh, in the ending of the podcast yeah um 
now the more that I try to fucking remember it, it's just gonna. It's like that replaces yeah. that replaces like the spot in your mind where it was. <laughs> um, uh, fuck, I can't remember what I was gonna say. It's something that I always say about hunting, about kids hunting. That you grew up not hunting, but in the forest and hiking and then you lost it. Yeah, I grew up hunting and fishing. I mean, I did, oh my God, see, I'm like losing it now. I did not grow up <laughs> hunting or fishing. We now hunt and fish with my kid. Wolfie grows up fishing like that. This kid loves yeah. fishing. He oh, just told fishing. me he got a special shirt for the first day of school. He says like fishing is my favorite sport or something like that. It's so <laughs> right. awesome. Like I'm so glad that... I'm so thankful that, you know, that my kids do get to grow up doing that, you know. Um, but, but that's yeah. also better. It's better getting getting meat straight from nature. It's better than fucking supporting an industry where they put... No, that's one of the that's one of the real problems, I think, you know, that with our culture is, you know, I call it, I call it conflict meat. You know, it's like when you just go to the store and you buy the meat that is sitting on the shelf yeah. there. I mean, that animal was raised, it was basically raised, it's, it's constantly stressed, basically tortured, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pumped with fucking pumped antibiotics, with pumped with hormones, like so gross, like literally putting kids into puberty like too soon, like, yeah. like you know, drinking that conventional milk or eating or eating that, that you know, beef that's just like, you Give know, me a pumped full of that stuff. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> You know that's the that's the real deal. Well, I'll have to go back and uh, and and finish that thought and figure out whatever thought I was trying to. I'll have to splice that in. Yeah. I try to edit the podcast as little as possible. The last one that I did, the answer, the one answering questions, was actually surprisingly tricky. I would find myself getting off on these like weird tangents and being like, "Fuck, what am I talking about?" And, like clicking it <laughs> off. So I had to splice a few different sections together, and you could totally hear it. Like I had to come, like, like like the way I talk sometimes, like words just run into each other. So I had a hard time like even cutting it off at a point where it like sounded natural. So there's a couple splices in there that don't sound uh, super professional but but this is you know this is only episode you're learning, four yeah, you're learning, so the yeah. podcast is going to get better and better um no i enjoy it i'm yeah. going to keep listening at least. yeah no it's so much fun it's so much fun and uh yeah i'm super glad that we got to do this podcast we'll yeah definitely, me too we'll i'm definitely, so glad you're back in denmark i know this is amazing i'm so hyped for this two weeks and um you know we'll be doing another podcast uh next Saturday, uh, probably in Aarhus, which is a another town. It's another city, like about an hour from here. It's so, one of Denmark's biggest cities. Okay, yeah, so one it's one ones. of Denmark's biggest cities, and Ghost Scout Lady Quantum uh, is out there. So, um, and you're going to be out there. Cause I'll be that too. Yeah, yeah, you're headed out there earlier in the week. Shruminati is going to be. Yeah, and then me and Shruminati. I guess there's like a pajama party. Um, Friday night at the school bar. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to hit up the pajama party. This, this school is so cool that there's a bar, like, in the building on campus. Oh, yeah. And the teachers go there, like, students go there. And aren't the beers, like, 25 cents or something? That's so cheap. Yeah, it's, like, it's about that. It's, like, five krona for a beer that's, like, 
like what's what well, a dollar is like six kroner right so it's like a little 80 cent beer <laughs> yeah less than a dollar for a beer yeah. at this bar where the students and the teachers are encouraged to drink together which is amazing <laughs> yeah. in america that would be like a lawsuit waiting to happen <laughs> if you like drank at a party with students you'd probably get fucking fired from your college uh you know and here they encourage it so so that's gonna be really fun so we're gonna hit up the pajama party at the school bar on friday and then uh hopefully uh still be able to get up and out of here on saturday morning pretty well and uh, <laughs> jump on the train and uh and and head over to Aarhus and then uh we'll be doing uh we'll be doing some kind of podcast there hopefully with all four of us we'll we'll get in on another one of these uh yeah these uh you know not in studio but these uh you know not over skype this is the this is the because last time when i interviewed or when i not interviewed but when i when i talked to kent on the podcast he was through skype um so th- this is fun when we're just hanging out yeah, and, yeah, and chopping it up in person so like a nice uh, talk. yeah so it'll be fun um to uh to do that with uh with the four of us um next weekend in uh in Aarhus so uh look for that and uh and yeah that's basically it I'm gonna be here for two weeks doing this workshop and um you know I'm working on uh working on my AWOL one album cover still and um yeah just spending time with uh you know getting to know these new students here and and connecting with the people that I uh that I already know here, so uh, super, super pumped for this uh, this next couple weeks. And then, of course, when I get back, um, we've got the uh, on uh, the week after I get back, we pop off the second round of the twelve week online group workshop. And uh, there are only two spots left. Sign so, up, guys! Yes. Be quick, sign up. Exactly. So if you're if you're thinking about it, if you're on the fence about it. Um, you know, it's $700 this round. It's probably going to be $800 next round. So, um, you know, if you're, if you want to do it, grab one of these last two spots. Uh, we just had someone get the eighth spot, uh, this morning or last night. Um, so, uh, jump on it and sign up. It's going to be super good, super motivating, super productive going into the end of the year. Um, so if you're thinking about it, fucking do it. Yeah. It's like uh, an internet workshop of the class you're doing here, right? That's a fucking but like good vastly class. expanded though because it's twelve really weeks class. rather it's than even two weeks. Than yeah, that. yeah, definitely yeah. sign up. It's yeah, it's worth so it. yeah, it's so in depth, and you know, obviously, you know, it's it's this is a little bit different because I get to spend you know all day with these kids. But you know, as far as online workshops go, there was even kids in my online workshop for the first round that have taken several online workshops in the past and they said most of them are like like a pre-recorded thing or some kind of pre-prepared thing and the person that does it is not as involved in it and mm-hmm. when you sign up for my workshop you're getting custom made videos for this group each week that I make fresh every week based on what's going on in in our workshop and and all the stuff that we're building together there and the relationships that we're cultivating in that workshop with each other um, and, uh, and then you get, you know, 20 to 30 minute one-on-one vid chat with me every single week. Um, there's, there's two feedback sessions, you know, on, uh, you know, two, two, like, uh, you know, it's in, it's in the private group. So people are giving like text, you know, written feedback in the group. Um, so there's two feedback sessions every week, plus my one on, you know, the one-on-one vid chat with me. So, um, you truly get tons of personal attention and, uh, we really try to kind of crack the code and, and figure out how to, uh, get, get you to where you want to go, you know, try to, try to figure out how, how we can kind of 
create your best life and a plan to get to your best situation going mm-hmm. forward. And now we have another visitor to the podcast. We have a, we have a bee that just bee flew in as an investigating the whiskey and is investigating the uh, microphone. I wonder if the gain is turned up high enough to hear to hear this crazy <laughs> Denmark bee coming through. But uh, on that note, we will uh, we will sign off. And uh, you know, as with last week, hopefully you guys uh, set. Uh, some goals for the week, and uh, hopefully you're feeling super good uh, listening to the podcast this week and looking back and saying, "Oh man, I set some goals last week, and I, you know, I, I accomplished some of those goals, and I made a little bit more progress towards creating the best life that I can do right now, and aiming that towards, you know, the best life that I can, you know, aim, you know, kind of head towards in the future. So let's do that again, guys. Let's set, like, let's get some more goals uh, set. What can you do today? What can you, what can you figure out today that you? can work on throughout this week it's monday right now um you know this podcast will be up to t- t- today or tomorrow um, we're six hours into the future in denmark so i'll probably be able to get this up today if i can uh you know add the little intro and outro tonight um so uh so set some goals for yourself and uh you know when you hear the podcast next weekend when we're chopping it up with the with the scout crew the cousins in denmark uh you'll feel super good and you'll be like wow this is more than just a podcast you know what i'm saying this podcast is is giving me a shout out it's giving me a a, a call to action to uh to to live my dreams to really get serious about my planning you know what i'm saying it's very easy to kind of keep pushing your goals forward into the future to find uh, reasons to put off the things that you know you need to be doing right now, but fuck that shit. Get serious about it. You know what I'm saying? Tackle those goals now because you know what I'm saying. Then, then a month from now, think about it. If if every week you hit, you hit, you know, you you set some plans listening to this workshop and, and you set some plans like we're talking about, then a month from now, you're going to be that much further along on your path. And then each month you listen to the podcast, you're going to feel super good that you're getting further and further down your path. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, jump up on there on the social media and post up the stuff you're working on so that, uh, you know, people can see it and also get hyped about it. And I can see it and get super motivated by it. Um, I always get super motivated by seeing people getting inspired by stuff in the workshop today. Today was the first day of the workshop and uh, we did, uh, we actually did that that very thing. Today we sat down and popped off the workshop by all the students writing a little blurb about what the best life they can imagine is, um, which is directly off the Ghost Scout application. And then they, so they wrote a little blurb and then they started to do some concept sketching uh, to try to create some really cool inspirational visuals off of that, um, you know, to, uh, to, to kind of share their ideas with the other students. And then we went around at the end of the day and everybody shared their shit and, uh, you know, just getting super inspired, super hyped. So, um, join in the fun, you know what I'm saying? Um, if you feel motivated to do that, that's a great project for you guys this week to just write down what you think the best life you can imagine is. And, um, you know, once you get that, you know, you can really start to use that and, and, and plan some, you know, set some plans, set some goals on uh, how to get closer to it. 
it. So uh, that's it from uh, Viborg, Denmark for us uh, this week. So uh, have a super motivating week. Have a super good week. And uh, make sure that, you know, no matter who you bump into, uh, no matter what they look like, uh, no matter what they believe in, uh, be cool to each other out there. You know what I'm saying? Be nice to each other. Go out of your way to try to inspire some folks, especially if they're people that you may not, you know, normally agree with or get along with. Uh, let's all work together to try to create uh, a world that is 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 better for all of us. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, signing off. This is uh, Ghost Shrimp and the Meat Prowler. The Meat Prowler. All right, guys. Peace out. And wasn't that just another Jahoosy old podcast, guys? There is nothing quite like getting together with your friends, with your cousins, with your fellow Ghost Scouts, and chopping it up in person having a great conversation on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about, me getting a chance to uh, share my friendships with you guys, connect with you guys, because you are the friends in the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. My friends are the friends in the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast, and you, the listener, the subscribed fan, are also the friends in the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. We are in this together, y'all. You know what I'm saying? So uh, there you go. Another one in the bag, episode four. Um, we are, like I said, we're going to be doing another one next weekend over in Aarhus. That should be really, really fun. I'm about to jump into the second day of my uh, workshop here. Super pumped about it, but I just wanted to pop this podcast out to you. Um, I think that the when I when I forgot what I was talking about, the point that I was trying to make was that uh, even after growing up in the woods and uh, you know fucking growing up hiking, growing up camping, um, and thinking that I pretty much understood everything there was to living in the woods, to spending time in the woods. Um, it, you, when you're when you're out there hunting, when you're out there as a predator, um, you go into a mind state that is that is truly truly does tap into where we have come from in our past and uh it's it, it just shifts reality for you and i thought there was everything to know about the woods um up until the point where i started hunting and then uh, once i started hunting when you go in as that predator you experience reality on another level it's it's actually very psychedelic um your your level of awareness is completely heightened it's it's super super wild um so uh, i encourage everybody who eats meat to uh, try to create an opportunity for yourself to go out hunting because it will truly connect you with that experience. It will uh, unlock another level of your experience of reality. It will deepen your uh, your your experience as a human being on this planet as a creative animal in this infinite universe. You know what I'm saying, so. Expand your mind, open your mind, and uh, have a great week, guys, okay? And we will be back at you with episode five of the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. Until then, set your goals, work your plan, 
stay busy, and treat each other in a fucking cool-ass way because that's the name of the game, all right? So, 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 see ya.